everybody, and welcome to the Romancia podcast about the magic of books. I'm Josh, and today I'm talking about Bound, the eighth book in the Alex Vera series by Benedict Jacka. So let's find the magic of books. Now, what a start, a middle, and an ending to this book. It was uh, quite great. Oh, the ending, uh, there were multiple things I just didn't see coming that maybe I should have seen coming, and I think that Benedict Jacka did a pretty good job of foreshadowing at least one of those things that was going to be important and going to be there for us. Now, the other one, totally out of left field, but totally makes sense in the world, and I'm definitely not going to complain about it. And I was wrong last time when I said that the previous book was the last one I'd read, because I had read this one, but I clearly, clearly was doing something wrong when I read it, because I did not remember any of the most important parts. I remembered a couple feelings. I remembered a couple things here and there. And I was like, why does this, this sound so familiar? Oh, that's why I've read this part. You know, I remember this. I, I read this and I know this is going to happen, but I couldn't tell you any real specifics. So uh, this was definitely the good book. I mean, a good book. And I was also wrong on another thing. They are not on the run for a year or years or months. They're on the run for a month. Now, it sure didn't feel like that in the book. So maybe next time they can make it a little bit more obvious for me. I know. Uh, just a poor complaint. It's not really that bad. So again, I really think that Benedict Jacka here is doing a great job with his characters. He's been building them up and seeing some steady growth in them. And now he's exploring some steady growth in different ways with all of them. I just, I, I don't want to talk about it too much in spoilery until we get to that point. But I feel like his characters are really what make this world the world. Like, instead of going bigger and bigger and bigger with every book, the plot is just getting different, and it's really based on the characters, and it's like, what is this character going to do in this situation? You know, as the last book, now Alex has to work for Morden. How's he going to react to that? How's Annie going to react to that, being also part of that crew? What is Luna going to feel about that? We don't know. And I just, I, as much as I feel like I'm in London, I don't really feel the whole atmosphere of this book. I don't really feel like I'm super transported there. And it's not in a bad way, because I don't think I'd have to be picturing London exactly. I get enough to know kind of what he's talking about and what kind of buildings or things I should be envisioning in my mind. And I really liked uh, the writing style he chose this time, where he, he uh, it doesn't spoil anything, he breaks it up into a little bit more of a month this month, January, then February, then March, then April. You know, and it's like, oh, this is what happened then. This is what happened then. So I thought that worked really well for this situation. We're seeing time go by faster without having to get bogged down into the minutiae. And we're seeing that things are actually kind of pretty good for Alex in this one. He's not, you know, whereas previous books have been like, Here's a two-week period. Here's a two-week period. You know, we're breaking off into a year-long period or a couple months at least, right? And we're seeing, oh, this is like... So it's good to see that Benedict Jacket can, can write that as well and that he is not limited to only writing these very short, fast-paced books because this book is a little bit more of a slow burn. There's still big, important things that are happening throughout the whole thing, but it's a little bit more of a slow burn until the end plot solid plot for uh, an Alex Vera series he, obviously he's still tasked to work with Morden things are going to happen and then the book uh, finally 
finishes and you're just left crazy wondering why and how. So there was a lot of good stuff. I loved he, he pulls out these little tricks and these little hints and these little twists that you just never see coming and that always work within the rules and the way he's established things. So let's just get into this. I'm, I'm We're going to go full spoilers now. I'm going to start back with characters. If you haven't read this, please go read it and then come back because uh, you're going to miss a lot if you don't. So Alex and Annie. Okay, I was wrong again. This is the third time I've said I was wrong and I'm not afraid to admit it because I'm wrong quite often. But they did not get together, but they got closer. And again, it makes sense if they're only being gone a month that they couldn't have gotten that close, right? But like, Alex, just tell her how you feel. Like, you keep hinting at it and hinting at it. Like, oh, I kept looking at her like, I like didn't want to reveal that truth to her yet. I couldn't say this to her. Just do it. You know that's what she's waiting for. She wants it. We all know it. Just do it. And I'm like, ah, come on, Alex, just... Just do it. This is like the problem with you, all your relationships. Now, I'm going to skip a little bit. The Dreamstones. Obviously, Annie's Dreamstone told her something about that Alex loves her. And I think she knew that already. And it just kind of pushed it to the front because when and when Alex got his Dreamstone, it was like, hey, you have, you're not ready. You are not there yet. And then, you know, it's only when he tries to connect to Annie later on that he can get it to work and he just has to go for it. Come on. Alex, just tell her, you're a diviner, she'll she'll accept you, you could have just looked in the future and seen it, and then if she doesn't, say, oh, well, you know, not do it, but you know she's going to accept you, and you're scared, don't give in, just admit it how you feel, right? Now, Vari, I feel like with Vari, we had a little bit of a backtrack, where he kind of fell back on his, oh, let's just go in and blow everybody up, or let's just go burn them all down, and he's been getting this thing with this training with Landis and I don't feel like he should be 100% back like that but he hasn't you know I can make excuses that he's not fully 100% trained he's still young he's still an apprentice and just barely getting ready to do his journeyman test so I understand it and he does grow in other ways he's much more able to tell Alex all about the politics of things that are going on so I liked that but I've just felt like a little backtrack on on him but he did have some good advice for alex just tell her how you feel because everybody knows it nobody's dumb alex nobody so luna ooh, it was such an interesting thing to see a character backslide so much living in her hotel not doing anything not caring being afraid of everything again because to her it's her fault that alex was caught if she didn't have an apartment she had never met him he wouldn't have been pulled into these other things and it's like, no, Luna, like, maybe you pulled me in, right? Maybe I, because I talked to you, I got into it. But the life before and the life I have now are incomparable. They're different. I love that he gives her a direction. And of course, I love that she's building back up the uh, Arcanum Emporium, Arcan Arcane Emporium, or Arcana um, Emporium, excuse me, Arcana Emporium. That's so exciting. I love that she's rebuilding it. She's like, yeah, I'm going to put a, a flat above it, but I'll just gate from there to my house every time. Like, there's no point in me ever actually sleeping there. But I love the conversation about the one in a thousand. You know, 900 people are just tourists in the wrong location. 50 people are, you know, just silly or they're getting into it a little bit. And then 49 of those people are like serious and they want to just get stuff or they know me and they need to do something. But you get that one in a thousand who's like, hey, I have 
just I am freaked out. What is going on? How can I do magic? Who am I? And he can explain it and teach them and train them. And it's like, not train them, but, you know, like get them on the right foot. And it's just like, yes, that's like, that's the best thing you could be doing, Alex. You know, so many people, you've helped so many people like this is that's the best thing. And Luna's like, I counted it up. And it's like all the times that fighting helped me solve a problem were very low. Very little. And all the times not fighting and talking and doing other things would have helped me or did help me was a lot. And so I just I love her her direction going into this that she is moving forward. Now, uh, other characters we could talk about. Cinder. Cinder for a dark mage is not the worst, right? Uh, at least not on screen. Who knows what he does off screen? But he seems to really care for Delio slash Rachel. And he really wants what's best for her. He is bringing her to Alex, being like, hey, you can't attack him. Trying to get her to calm down and realize that, like, she's being, no, she's she's still submitting to him. And she's the chosen. But yet she's not the boss. And he has to go through all these other people. Like, is he, he, Alex is trying to push all these buttons. And Cinder's there like, come on, listen, like, it's okay. And he's just powerful. I mean, Cinder's just like, he's so funny because he has that facade of the uh the brute is just like ah no i can't help i won't help but underneath he's like he does seem to care about people some people and certain things and he's moving forward you know rachel i thought we would get a little bit more progression with her redemption or you know alex's attempted redemption of her and i just don't know because she just keeps going crazy every time she sees him and trying to kill him she tried to kill him three times in this book two times she was stopped and once by Richard and, you know, it's lucky he can see the future. He would have died. But I, I don't know. I hope she's able to get the redemption she needs. I think Alex has put the right gears in her head saying, hey, look, you used to be the chosen. You did all this work. But now you're taking orders from this person and that person. And they're all taking orders from Richard. But like, why aren't you being involved in these things? If you're the chosen, you should be. So I really hope that that's yeah, I really hope that she can get redeemed. That she could break away. Maybe she can't be redeemed 100%. Like, oh, yeah, she's a good person now. But she could be, she can break away from Richard, which is clearly this abusive relationship that it's, it's weird to call it an abusive relationship, but it is. But it's not an abusive relationship in the way that we would normally think of it because the abuse has been done and now she's just stuck. She can't move forward. She can't move back. She can't change or grow. She's kind of locked in. And when she needs to be moving forward and be like, no, I don't want to be here with Richard. I want to be free because I think deep down that's what she wants. And what Shireen has told us that she wants is that Rachel sees you, Alex, and that she could have made a different choice. So I think it's that that regret that's locked her in place. So I'm hoping we see some more with Rachel, some improvement there. I'm not sure. Annie, of course, she stays the same. She's a little bit more... uh, bloodthirsty in this one but for good reason she goes through a ton and again i just you can't say that the light mages are any better than the dark mages because they're not but we're going to talk about that in just a little bit let's talk about richard for a second his goals are crazy who knows he wants a gin we know that now by the end of the book what is the wish that he's going to want annie to do with the gin obviously she has to bond with it some more so that the wish will be a good wish and not just an evil monkey's paw type wish. Oh, and we learn that the monkey paw from Book Two Cursed is just a djinn that grants wishes and it has been tortured and cursed and hurt. And so it's not 
you know, it's it's evil now. And I'm really interested. I don't know what what's going to happen with Annie and Alex next. They obviously are still going to be with Richard. And Richard, what's his magic? He's got an untyped black magic. Like, who knows what this does? He doesn't ever use it. And I like that uh, Alex even calls it out. They're like, what type of magic is Richard? He's like, you know, I don't even know. He's He acts like a gray. He never uses magic in front of people. He only ever uses imbued items or things in his brains. So, like, what kind of magic? I don't know. I don't think it's a combat magic because it's not an elementalist. You know, that's pretty obvious. But I don't think he's a diviner because he doesn't have that paranoia that all diviners kind of get from being able to see the future. So, But we see it. It's an untyped black magic, makes a shield does some other things, and I think it has some, he's got to have some kind of weird magic negation ability, for at least temporarily, because there's a scene when he's fighting Lightbringer in the vault, when he's rescuing Alex and Annie, and he's like, leave or I'll, you know, leave or I'll kill you, and he's like, no, and he does something, he shoots his, he throws his magic at Lightbringer, and then Lightbringer tries to make a shield. It says he you know, did something with his fingers to try and activate his magic, and it didn't work. And there was a look of shock on his face. Clearly something's going on. Then when Alex punches him, Alex does the same thing. It says that he felt like he lost his magic for a minute, or like he couldn't see the future anymore. So like there is something going on crazy with his magic. And I am just, I am all in for it. All in for learning more about what Richard's magic is. Did he go to this other world to get the magic? That's kind of my theory as I was reading this. It was like, maybe he's just like a really powerful, like sensitive or like an adept. And he's just been playing the mage this whole time. But he's so good at it and so smart that everybody else kind of just fell in line. But clearly not because he has this magic. Unless, you know, he got it from the other world he went to visit. Who knows? And so, yeah, just so much stuff on the characters, what they do. It was just so heartbreaking to see Alex be like, hey, you know, I'm here, keepers, like, put me to work. And it's just like, dead silence. Nobody trusts him. It's like, come on, guys, I'm like, still the same guy I was. No, now you're definitely evil. Except for, you know, a couple people still kind of trust him a little bit. Definitely not Caldera. Although, again, she just needs to figure it out. Sonder, though, Sonder does feel like he's kind of got to figure it out. That he's like, well, maybe... Alex had it a little bit more right because Sonder doesn't, you know, shut him or like give him the, not give him the time of day. And we don't see a ton of Sonder, but he's a pretty busy guy, so I can't stop fault him for that. But back to the keepers, there's one conversation where Alex has with uh, Rain, and he's like, "Rain, you know, like, you know, this is going to happen. Lightbringer and Zillion just, oh yeah, this is crazy. Kidnapped Annie and tortured her, turned her into a meat bob, basically." Luckily, she was able to heal herself, obviously, being a life mage and keep herself alive. But, like, that's way off the books as the Crusaders, right? And he's like, you're, they know they're just going to be an investigation. They'll get a tap on the wrist because it wasn't a light mage, of, of, of an important life mage, light mage, excuse me, who got hurt. They'll get a tap on the wrist. Six to eight months later, they'll go through it again. And he's like... This doesn't help anybody, these stupid politics. Like, any adept or mage or, like, small mage who's afraid is like that could be me next they could come after me i can't do anything i have to be fearful it's like how many people are truly loyal to the council one out of ten mages even like if you don't play the game you don't get up you're not protected but if you do play the game and you get burned like alex did in the last book then you're screwed right so there's no win-win for these people that made the adepts which are like 
10 to 20 ratio above them. Like, there's 10 to 20 more adepts than there are mages. Now, mages are incredibly more powerful, but that's still a big difference, right? Like, I just, I'm so ready for the Light Council to change. And who better, who better to change the Light Council than our man, Alex Varis, as the acting junior council member. Like, just crazy that he is still protected, even though Morden launched the assault, which is like, obviously there's a trick here, what are they doing, and why, like, Richard must be entering his end game, but, you know, we're still four more books after this, like, because this is eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, yeah, four more books, like, what's gonna happen, who's going where, I... I'm so excited to see him. I love that Alex is like this full junior council member and they can't stop him and he has to be the politicking schmoozer and stuff now. So, so exciting. And I'm so ready for him to bring up Snark in all the meetings and just be like, no, that's stupid. We're not, I'm not going to fight on that. We're going to do this. I'm going to, I'm not going to just change the council from the inside. I'm going to steer this boat with the force that only I can pull. And I'm going to turn things to be better. Like, I so hope that happens. I don't know if that will happen for sure. But that is definitely, definitely what I want. And I, I've got to talk about it a little bit. They get their own little shadow realm. Um, there's a dryad creature. I can't remember its name and I didn't write it down. They defeat her. And then Luna and Varium help kind of restore her with a, a seed so she can regenerate. And they kind of make that their base of operations. And he gets Talisad to come work on it. And Talisad, as much as I love Talisad, he's like, he's just too like, oh, I can maybe get that for you. But, you know, it'll cost. It'll be time. And it's like, either get it or don't. Quit complaining, Talisad. You know, you're on, you're with the Guardians. You're either on the council or you're very close up and have a little bit of sway and control. Swing it. How hard is it to just be like, hey, six guys, like... Maybe trying to kill Alex Varys was a really bad idea since, like, the only way he still survived is he went to Morden. Hmm, I don't know. Let's talk about the foreshadowing, though, really quick, because he's about that. Because they had the prophecy that Richard Drock will get what he wants through Alex. And so everybody thinks, oh, Richard's gonna, Alex is going to go work for Richard. He'll give it to him then, or blah, blah, blah. But it's really, now we see it's through Annie. Annie will love Alex, and if Alex is threatened, she'll use the gin for Richard. You know, so like that prophecy still works out. So exciting. All right. Uh, I've been going on for nigh on 20 minutes here. Needless to say, this was a great book, a great ending. I mean, just a fantastic killer ending. The middle was great, twists and turns, and all the the fight scenes and the action and the, the not fight scenes and actions that we learned so much and we see what's going on for reals. Like, you just can't beat this book. Well, hopefully the next one will, because I'm going to go get started reading that uh, as soon as I'm done here. I hope you will, too. And that's going to wrap up my discussion of Bound by Benedict Jacka, the eighth book in the Alex Ferris series. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks to David Hillowitz for the intro and outro music. Of course, if you have any questions or comments, send those to LeapRomancyPod at gmail.com. Please like and subscribe wherever you get your, your podcast from. It really helps. And remember to bind the magic of books.